Creative Sandbox Way Podcast, Episode 176. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, and I believe that life is too short not to express the innate creativity inside of you. So I wrote a book called The Creative Sandbox Way, based around 10 guideposts that I developed to get myself out of creative stuck and back to the sense of playful creativity that I naturally had when I was a four-year-old. That book was just the tip of the iceberg. I continue the conversation each week with this podcast. Let's jump in. I feel like I've been away for a solid month. (laughs) And that's not far from reality. Because I was in Paris and Basel, Switzerland for two and a half weeks. And then I was home for a week recovering from jet lag and preparing for my creative sandbox retreat. And then I was away again at my creative sandbox retreat. And now, as I'm recording this, and you might possibly hear the gardeners blowing outside, possibly, not sure. Uh, As I'm recording this, it is exactly one month from the day that we landed in Paris. So (laughs) it has been a solid month since we landed in Paris. Anyway, Paris and Basel were amazing. Best vacation we've ever had, my husband and I, even though I spent the entire time from the fourth day onwards on crutches. Yes, I, I kid you not. That is right. On our third day in Paris, I developed a raging case of Achilles tendonitis. The Achilles, which is that big tendon that starts at the back of your heel and runs up into your calf. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, seriously bad. My Achilles tendon was creaking, creaking. If you had put your hand on my Achilles while I flexed my ankle, you would have felt it go. It was so creepy. So creepy. Uh, So I did a Google search in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep because I was so stressed out about it. I did a Google search for crutches near you (laughs) because I knew I couldn't walk on it. And the first thing that we did the next morning was buy crutches. Thankfully, they have those things in Paris. And it was a godsend. And it, it was very annoying And it was really, really hard to get around. It's hard work walking on crutches. I I could put my foot down. It's not like I had to keep my foot entirely in the air. But it's still, it's a lot of work to get around on crutches. And it was frustrating as crap. (laughs) And it was painful because crutches rub against your sides. No No matter what you do, they rub against your sides. I did not get, I was offered the European crutches that are only go to your forearms, 
but it just felt like those were going to be too hard because I'm used to the the kind that have the padding that go under your arms. Those felt easier for me to use. So I bought those. Anyway, it was painful because the skin on my sides got raw. (laughs) And then I developed like calluses. (laughs) Oh man, let me tell you, using crutches is just hard. And it's not just physically challenging. It's mentally challenging because you have to pay attention to not only where your feet are landing, but also where your crutches are landing and what the crutches might be bumping into. It's a lot of work and your hands are occupied. So you can't just grab your camera, you know, which was my iPhone. I didn't have a separate camera, but grab your phone at any spare moment and take pictures because your hands are occupied. You can't just grab your sketchbook at the drop of a hat because your hands are occupied. And then there were this zillions of questions I got. Oh my God, if one more person asked me, well, has this happened to you before? I was afraid I was going to brain them. <laughs> so annoying. But on the upside, using crutches is great exercise. I got super fit in those two weeks. And in some cases, we got some special treatment, special entrances to museums, special elevators inside those museums, early access to the Eiffel Tower when we went to the Eiffel Tower. Plus, I developed a very deep appreciation for how poorly set up Paris is for disabled access, particularly the metro. Wow. Yeah, I have a very, very deep appreciation for what it's like to be disabled. And suffice it to say, my Paris and Basel vacation was significantly different from what I expected. But in the language of improv, I accepted the offer that was given and I built on it. Now, I think I forgot to mention that the whole reason I was in Paris to begin with was to attend the Applied Improvisation Network World Conference. That was five days out of our two and a half week vacation. So there were three official conference days and two pre-conference days. So very appropriate that I accepted an offer because accept and build is an improv principle. It's like the foundational improv principle. In improv, whatever happens, whatever your scene partner does or says, whatever happens on stage or in the audience for that matter, or outside, if a car goes by and honks, and you hear it on stage, and the audience hears it. That just happened, and it's an offer. That's the terminology that we use in improv. And your job is to accept that offer and build on it. Now, in the world of improv, this is often referred to, in shorthand, as yes and. You might have heard that if you are at all uh, familiar with the world world of improv. But semantically, this can be confusing. 
because one does not have to literally say yes when accepting an offer. One simply needs to accept the reality of what is implied in that offer. So I prefer the terminology of accept and build. So for example, if you are in a scene and your scene partner walks on stage and says, it's so cold, but I love the way the snow is sparkling on your parka. They have just made an offer. And in that offer is the, the offer that it's cold and the offer that you're wearing a parka and the offer that there's snow on your parka. So you would not say, I'm not wearing a parka or it's hot outside because if you said either of those things, you would be denying the reality that they have just endowed by their offer. And you just completely put the brakes on the scene. It can't go anywhere. You just stopped it. Instead, you want to build on their offer. You want to accept the reality that they just endowed with their offer and build on it. So you might say something, I mean, you could say, you know, an infinite number of different things or do an infinite number of different things. But you might say something like, I know that tree just dumped a bunch of snow on me. Watch out, I hear a squirrel. So I think it's about to drop some more snow. Now we have a scene that's going somewhere. It's not a very good scene, (laughs) granted. But something's happening. The scene is moving forward. Now, back to Paris. If I had tried to deny the reality of my tendonitis, I don't even know what that would have looked like because I would have been in massive pain. It would have gotten much worse and it would have been very bad. Or uh, I suppose I could have wallowed in, you know, poor me, and just stayed in my hotel room for the whole time. But why? I mean, that would have been no fun. Why would I do that? So instead, I chose to accept the offer of Achilles tendonitis and build on it by buying crutches and figuring out how to navigate Paris on crutches. So that's the concept of accept and build. Now, it occurred to me just yesterday after I got home from my creative sandbox retreat, which happened this past week, that the same exact thing happened at the retreat, not the tendonitis, thank goodness, (laughs) but the same thing in terms of things not going exactly as planned. Lots of things didn't go exactly as planned at the retreat. My best friend who has come to every single retreat, this was the sixth creative sandbox retreat, And she's come to every single one. She didn't arrive until super late on Wednesday. We, registration, so-called registration, (laughs) there's no like official registration or anything, but I invited people to come between three and five. And then we have our opening circle after dinner. Dinner is from six to seven. And then we have our opening circle after that. She didn't arrive until like close to nine. So she missed our opening circle. And I was really bummed. Her husband, who has also come to the retreat several times, was going to come again this year. But then he was going to come 
late and ultimately uh, he, he was going to come Friday morning and then ultimately he decided not to come at all. And I was really bummed. And one of the other retreatants got sick and she spent Friday and Saturday sleeping in her bedroom, which she totally needed. And I was so glad that she got to do that. And she got way more rest sleeping at the retreat uh, than she would have if she were at home taking care of, you know, dealing with family and pets and all the stuff that you have to deal with at home, right? But I really missed having her at meals and at our catalyzing sessions and in the room creating with everybody. And I'm sure she was really bummed to be sick rather than being able to be with us and creating and all of that. I'm sure it was a very different retreat than she had planned. And my best friend, who is an actor, had agreed several weeks ago to do a reading in San Francisco without realizing that it was the same weekend as the retreat. And by the time she realized it, it was too late to back out. So she ended up being gone all Saturday afternoon and evening. She didn't get back until like 1.30 in the morning or something. So that was a bummer. And then at the very end of the retreat, two people had to peel off early at the end before we did our final wrap up due to transportation issues. So that was kind of a bummer. And it reminded me a little bit of when I was a little girl and my mom would host birthday parties for me. She would host these really wonderful birthday parties for me and the kids, you know, would have I think she had me have one kid for each year that I was old. So like my sixth birthday party, I got to have six people or, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, I would always have such high expectations for these parties and they never lived up to these expectations. And so I always, there were always lots of tears and I think I had a lot of temper tantrums. <laughs> oh my God, thank goodness. In intervening years, I have learned how to accept and build. I mean, obviously, I've matured a lot too, thank goodness. But anyway, here's the thing. Life is live. And life doesn't always work out the way we want. And life throws us, throws us curveballs in the form of Achilles tendonitis or people not showing up when we expect or we get sick or, you know, whatever. Life is uncertain, Life is live. But when you can accept and build, when you can improvise, you can roll with it. You can be more resilient. And that's what I did at Creative Sandbox Retreat. I accepted and I built. And it ended up being a lovely, memorable, laughter-filled week. And I even finally decided to do something that I have been dreaming about for years, but I have never taken from the realm of dream into reality. So I was sharing with my retreatants that my dream has always been to hold more than one creative sandbox retreat per year. In fact, my big dream is to hold them four times per year, but even twice a year would be so wonderful because waiting for a whole year for the next retreat, just that's just too much of a gap. So at the end of 
Creative Sandbox Retreat this last weekend, I actually looked into the possibility of scheduling a winter Creative Sandbox Retreat. And not only that, I booked it January 30th to February 3rd, 2019. Ah, I'm so excited. So it will be a small one. Maximum seven participants plus me. Very intimate. The registration buttons aren't even up on the sales page yet. But there's a link to sign up on a list for me to email you to send you an email when they are up. And I'm going to have early, early bird pricing. uh, Because there's only um, let's see, there's five spots left right now. So uh, no, four spots left. Is that right? I think there's five, five, anyway, four or five spots left. I'm so excited. My husband's going to come. So he'll be working on a screenplay. And I know he's going to get so much done. And at least one of the fall retreatants is coming too. And I would love for you to join us if it calls to you. Perhaps this is an offer that you want to accept and build on. So that is what's going on with me. Which brings us to something cool. This week's something cool is a TED Women talk by Wendy Suzuki on exercise and the brain. I read a book a few years ago called Spark, all about exercise and the brain. And then more recently, I watched this fabulous TED talk by Wendy Suzuki, which covers a, a lot of similar ground. And it's a, <laughs> a lot faster to go through than than that book, Sparks. But would, I highly recommend the book Spark. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. I have a link to the video of this TED Talk. It's uh, fascinating stuff, and it may change your mind about exercise. Actually, learning about exercise in the brain is one of the things that got me to finally develop a more regular exercise routine. It turns out I'm more concerned about my brain than I am about uh, my physical appearance. So there you go. So that is this week's Something Cool. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend And hop on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review iTunes, the Apple podcast player, whatever they're calling it right now, whatever they're calling it, it makes a huge difference if you leave a rating and a sentence or two of a review, because that's how people find the show. Uh, When they're doing a search, podcasts with more positive reviews are the ones that show up in the search results. So you can help other people find the show. If you need help on how to do that, just go to creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. That's creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes hyphen review. And if you email me to let me know you left a review and let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life, I might just have you on the show. We'll have a really fun, relaxed conversation and you can be featured in a listener spotlight on the podcast. How cool is that? Again, just go to creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash 
review and thank you in advance. That's it. Until next time. Thanks again for joining me. And go get creating. Subscribe at creative sandboxway.com slash podcast.